Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every great conversation happens. And it happens because we trusted Brendan Bomsey at Master Talk to show us the power of effective communication. We also make sure we have a great cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, a Christ-centered, veteran-owned coffee company. Today on the show, we have Stacy Mayer. How are you doing, Stacy? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's, uh, you know, we were just talking about, I have the lovely sunset coming through the window. So it's <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to need some of that glow over here because the artificial light is not doing me justice with my pale skin. (laughs) Guys, yeah, I'm so excited uh, because I was reading Stacey's biography, uh, bio. We never say biography. We always say bio, so I don't know why I said it all together, but you know. That's me some days. I guess it's the artificial light that's getting to my brain. It also <laughs> feels like a very authory thing to do, your biography, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> it's probably yeah. setting us up for. <laughs> <laughs> but so I want to give, I was reading your bio and I was like, yes, boss. Yes. <laughs> like I it was, love it. Yeah. So I want to read this to you guys so you can see the wonderful things that Stacy is doing and get excited like I am because I want to learn like tonight is all about learning and getting all in the weeds so here we go Stacy Mayer is a certified executive coach and promotion strategist like who doesn't want that promotion right and she is on a mission to bring more diversity to the leadership table by doubling down the number of women promoted to the C-suite each year worldwide. Like that makes me want to jump up in my chair, but I would embarrass myself and probably fall over. So she is also the author of the best-selling book, Promotions Made Easy, a step-by-step guide to the executive suite and the host of the podcast, Maximize Your Career with Stacy. Mare, which is going to have to be on my playlist every time that I get a chance. How often do you? Um... Every week. Okay. So once a week. Yeah. Yep. Okay, once so a week. It's going to be on my playlist to w- listen to once a week. Okay. Where she talks- And I will, I will say, I know you're going to finish my bio, but I will say I've been known. I, some of the members of my team have recently uh-huh. taken job opportunities because they've been helping me edit my podcast. And they're like, you know what, Stacey, it's sinking in. I'm going to do something. <laughs> Luckily Amen. they still work for me as well. Right. You know, but it's yeah. pretty cool. It's That's great cool. when your team of editors gets to help you, you know, help themselves by listening to your podcast. I listen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this every week because like, I think as women, we do not one, we don't get the seats at the tables we deserve. Yeah. We're underestimated. 
And we need someone that understands how to get us there. Yes. And, you know, and I, I'm just going to move on and move to the front porch. You don't have to share anything else about my bio. Let's just move to the front Let's porch and just start chatting. <laughs> I just love it. it. Because I got my that, tea. Oh, my God, CJ. To that point, it is this is the problem. So as women, what we're doing is we're trying to seek out help. Right. So you just nailed it. Right. We're having difficulty getting to the C-suite or having success. Right. Even um, out here in California, we have, you know, women on boards requirement, all of these great things, initiatives that are happening from uh, a diversity and inclusion perspective. Right. But it's not still not setting the women up to be successful in that area. So two things are happening for for women. They're either um, getting advice from other men. Um, or other like legislation goes into place. And so then now all of a sudden organizations are looking for more diverse candidates. So they're getting promoted too quickly, right? Without being set up to be successful. And then on the flip side, they're joining women's leadership groups, which are just like almost um, sometimes going too far to the other extreme and talking about their imposter syndrome for two hours. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, I get it, right? Like I have self-esteem challenges at times, right? But I also want the tools to get promoted. I want the yeah. tools to make more money and to be successful, to actually have that voice at the table. And so, you know, you just set me up for exactly why I wrote the book, why I started my business. Everything was because I saw that gap and, um, yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> yeah, it is super important. And it's one of the issues that I dealt with when I was in the military. Now I work for myself now. So I'm like, no one's going to tell me I can't go where I want to go because yeah. I'm going. But when I was in the military, it was like, if I didn't play golf with the guys, which oh I was gosh. like, I don't golf, or I didn't play softball with the guys. Well, after I hit 30, I was like, I'm over that. You know, I mean, there's just certain things and I couldn't go out drinking with the guys because I wanted to respect my husband. I mean, there was just certain things that you had to do, but I was just as qualified. So yes, I wasn't yes, getting yes. the recommendations. I wasn't getting the everyone didn't see me as much as they saw everyone else. So they didn't know they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, look at all of my metal, look at all the things they're like, Oh, I didn't know you did. I'm like, Right. And so then what is the advice being given to you? It's share about your accomplishments. Right. And, and you're like, okay, okay. What am I supposed to do? Walk around with a poster board all the time and being like, I did this, I did this. So I love, I absolutely love that story. A woman asked me, this was, I was doing a talk at a conference. And so she came on Q and a, and she said, um, I want to be at the bar at the golf course at the, you know, like you're saying, like be on the softball league. How do I network? And, um, I don't really have the time because I have a family and, you know, I have other priorities. And I just looked at her and I said, you don't do it that way, but you recognize that relationships is a huge part of success. Yes. And so what I've created and I outline it really beautifully in promotions made easy, my step-by-step -step guide is a way that you can build relationships in a feminine way, a way that we can build relationships on our terms, not by inserting ourselves at the bar or the golf course or the softball league. We're building those relationships though. So we're not giving up on it. We're not saying, okay, I'm not going to play that game. I'm not even going to go there. But this is a way that works for women. Oh, and I, I, that's super important because 
and then I go back to my scenario only because it obviously yeah, it's it's great. Right and it's brilliant. I want to learn <laughs> more about it. But I had to become super aggressive. I had mm -hmm. to become somebody that I wasn't meant to be. I mm -hmm. had to mm -hmm. turn into an uber aggressive individual, which I'm not aggressive. I'm a nice, mm -hmm. quiet, meager person. And I, I enjoy being quiet. I enjoy being reserved. But because of the environment that I was in, in order to get my piece of the pie, I had to push through the doors. I had to, you know, just go after it. And I had to yell louder and I had to do all these things to where when I retired, I kind of went so far into myself that I don't leave the house anymore. My transition was extremely hard, things like that. So, and there's a lot of women that have to change their personalities in order to fit in a place to get where they want to be in life because they know later on they'll be able to be authentic. Right. And so you said we're going to be learning today. So I'll give you my first tip of the day, which is 15 minute ally meetings. That's the actual relationship building process that I teach. And what that's doing is it's allowing you to have 15 minute conversations. You're replicating bumping into somebody in the hallway, you're replicating hanging out at the bar, but you're actually going to schedule it. It's going to be on zoom and it works for women, right? Where they're really able to show up as themselves, have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's short and sweet. So you're not going to go into work, you know, all the details of what you're working on, solve every life's problem. It's literally like, what would you talk to an executive at the water cooler? What would you say to them if you bumped into them in the hallway? Right. And when women can start to show up in that way, their confidence skyrockets. And what mm -hmm. they realize that, like you said, you know, I am not the problem. I don't have to fix myself. Mm -hmm. It's just that the system was built on a foundation that did not include me. Right. right. So it didn't include room for women in this way, right? It, it, it was built on the foundation of the golf courses and the country clubs and things like that. And so what we're doing is we're not negating the rules, right? We're not saying, oh, it doesn't have to be that way. I'm just going to ignore it. But then we're carving out our own niche. And actually this all happened. Um, the 15 minute ally meetings came up as part of the pandemic because women were really saying to me that um, I don't get FaceTime anymore on Zoom. And so I was like, well, we can just start scheduling it. And then I noticed that it was helping them get promoted faster. Right. And so it was like this sort of boop, 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 boop. All these pieces started falling into place. And I was like, oh, this is actually a brilliant strategy. Yeah. That's so awesome. Now, obviously, you didn't start out where you're at right now. But what gave you this passion to want to show women how to get to those seats at the table where they deserve to be? I mean, where were you at before you got to this place? Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, so many things. So, you know, I was an actress in a former life, a yoga teacher in a former life. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. But at one point, I started working for a women's leadership organization. And this is definitely my climbing the corporate ladder story. I, I basically worked in the quote unquote mail room. Um, I was I was essentially 
um, I, I was essentially stuffing binders, working on doing all the behind the scenes stuff and seeing the women and being so inspired by them and being like, I need more of this. I want to be a part of this team. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to the woman running the group and I was like, I want to be a coach. I want your job. I want to be involved in this thing. And she's like, okay. And so then I got my coaching certification and I started working for them. And so now I'm actually doing the work. And I realized that, um, I was like, you know, there's something missing here. And this is where, what I was alluding to is that the women would become better managers. They would, some of them would even get a promotion, but there was still an emptiness of like, where is my voice at the table? What's missing? Like, I just don't, you know, have that. I'm not engaged in the conversation. I don't, I'm not being called in by the CEO. I'm not being included. Right. And then also they would still be grossly underpaid and highly overqualified for their roles. And so when I've, I branched out on my own, I just decided to focus on, I was like, okay, all of these skills of, you know, helping them speak up more, have manage up better, all of those skills. I was like, yes, I'm going to work with them on them, but I'm also going to challenge them to go for a promotion, like to literally like have, can we schedule a conversation about getting a promotion? Right? Like it was like, really like, let's do that. Can we, can we have a conversation with somebody like the actual influencer at your organization about level setting your salary so that you're even just the equivalent of the men in the same role as you. Can wow. we do that? And so then I was like, okay. And so I figured out how to do that conversation. And within six months of starting my business, I had three women promoted to the C-suite and that wasn't even their next role. They were getting skip level promotions. Like they were VP level and going straight to the C-suite and love wow. and life. Wow. And so I was like, all right, let's figure this out. Let's put it into a process. Let's, let's do, you know, let's recreate this. Let's see if it works for multiple industries. And, um, and then that's what I, now I was like, oh, okay, well it's working. <laughs> let's write a book, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's get this to more people. Let's branch out. Let's make sure. And now let's see if it works in book form. And it is, you know, people are reading the book and like emailing me, Stacy you're not going to believe what happened. And I'm like, yes, I do. I do believe it. <laughs> it I do believe work. it. Cause I've seen it happen. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Now you're, um, how long have you had the podcast out? Uh, I started it in 2020. So January of 2020, I'm at like 112 episodes or something pretty. Wow. Fun. Yeah. And do you talk about these things or do you talk to bring women on as guests to talk about their experiences? A little bit of both. So I, you know, there's solo episodes and then I also have guests. And so for my guests, I'm bringing on powerhouse corporate women who can inspire us in different ways and tell us about their journeys. And actually I learned just something really valuable, um, in that process, listening to these executives and how they talk about their career. And I've actually turned that into a more advanced executive coaching program that I'll be launching in a couple of months called authentic power as mm. being the solution to finding that balance between being aggressive. Like you spoke about putting yourself out there, being very forceful, not really being yourself. And then the other side of authenticity, which often, um, 
uh, for a lot of women ends up being like removing ourselves from the conversation ends up being like shutting down like too nice, right? Like those sort of qualities that don't also lead to a promotion. And so what's the combo? And that's been authentic power. And I got that, that concept from my interviews. It was like over and over. It's in particular, I interview a lot of people of color, people who like really don't look like the rest of the room and have had to pave their own paths because I'm so fascinated with how that would work, right? Like, mm. it's like, let's figure this out. Like, I, I am so committed to bringing diversity to the leadership table, right? And so, mm. and over and over again, they would say authenticity, authenticity. And I'm like, well, you know, I thought as a person of color, you don't want to be too much yourself, right? Like, isn't that what they say, right? And they're like, no, I had to be powerful, but authentically powerful, right. which is different than how you described when you were in the military and you were trying to be fake powerful, right? Yeah. Like where you're like inserting yourself, but it wasn't really you. It's like, who, who are you? You are very powerful, like really powerful, but only when you can sit in your own authenticity in terms of, in terms of that grounded power. Right. So it's super fun. Yeah. I found that I was more powerful in my silence mm. when I listened and when I gave space. Yeah. 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 And, and I love that. And I think that when we allow for more diversity, like you said, that's when effective change starts to happen mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. our societies. And I think that's very beautiful. So I, I love that. I commend you for, for doing that, seeing that, that beautiful thing that needs to be tweaked and are you going to bring so my question is because my brain is like going here <laughs> are you is there going to be a that second book that's going to come yes on the, yes okay. you're like <laughs> I already know what you're about totally. to ask totally <laughs> so a couple of things happened you know in chapter 10 chapter 11 those final chapters that's when you I started to see the second book unfold okay. and a lot of uh, readers who've read this book and who know me and how passionate I am about diversity and empowering women um this is a step by step guide right and it is like literally here are the steps to get promoted to the executive suite read this book do this work and you will get promoted and then the second book i see it as like okay now what do we do <laughs> right yeah. so now you got promoted so now how do we deal with being successful you know putting ourselves out there maintaining that being able to have that um work life integration right bringing our whole self to work really and and being able to set boundaries so all of that next level that happens once you get the promotion staying out of the weeds you know just so many layers to this yeah because you can reach the top how do you stay there and be effective in your position so that you make it where it's going to be not easy, but an opportunity for more people that look oh, like you, yeah. that, that stand in that space with you to be able to rise there with you. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And that's actually part of the process that I teach to getting promoted, even in these step-by-steps, because when you're doing 15 minute ally meetings and you're building relationships along the way, then you're getting promoted from a, we all win 
mindset. So like from an abundance mindset, when you get promoted with that abundance, that there's room at the top for everyone, right? Versus the power play, which is like, I need to get here. I need to push everybody else out of the way. And I need to climb the ladder at all costs right? Mm. That is not going to be leaving room for other people. And, and so I think for most women, what happens is they don't want to get promoted if they have to push other people out of the way and they don't see any other way to get there. And so I offer them the alternative, right? This is the way that we can do both. We can get promoted, we can make the money and we can carve out that space for everyone else to come up with us. Yeah. And that's so important. And that I often said that I, so I made it to E7 and E9 is the highest and the enlisted rank and E8 and E9, you have to go up against a board and there's so many extra things you had to do. And I said, well, I'm fine where I'm at because I don't do politics and I don't do all the other stuff. And I'm not going to do what I have to do for E8 and E9 because it's just not in my blood to do those things. And for that very reason that you said, because if you're you're not willing to step on some things. And I just wasn't, you know, I mean, not everyone that made it to EA, E9 stepped on people, but where I was, I felt like I had to, and mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. just not worth it. And, you know, I'm a collaborator, not a comp- competitor. Like I don't believe mm-hmm. in competition. I've always mm-hmm. been uncomfortable with it. And I think that, it's a beautiful space when you can take people with you because there's so much room at the top. Yeah. A lot of people don't believe that there is. And, and the thing is what, what a lot of people forget is that the CEO isn't up there making decisions by themselves. The CEO Mm -hmm. has a team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, the CEO has to wear the title by themselves and the CEO has to take responsibility when you, you know, what hits the fan, but it's the team that helps to make those decisions. And what I love what you're doing is it's not about the, I am woman, hear me roar and everybody better listen to what I say. And it's not about let's all hug. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's about let's, let's go in here. Let's, let's get stuff done and let me show you how it's done effectively. Exactly. And, and, and honestly not take no for an answer. So like when I hear your story and, you know, and I, at the time it's like, you know, you can still leave, you can, you know, do whatever, like it's, it's neither here nor there, but let's say that you wanted to say, you wanted to find a way to make this work. I would remind you that it's possible to, to still become an L and eight or an L nine in your terms. And, and you could say, okay, well, that's not possible, you know, and like we can, it's actually possible that that's true in your case, right? Like there are cases and, and certainly, yeah. but even in that, I have to remind women because what they're doing is they're looking very, um, much at their organization and they're looking at their role models who are not like them at all. Yep. And they're like, I don't want to be a CMO because if I be a CMO, then that means this. And I'm like, actually, it doesn't. First of all, your CMO is going to be very different, right? And if we can't do that here, like in this company, we're going to do it someplace else, right? You know, and we're going to figure that out and we're going to build those relationships and we're going to go carve out that path because you know what? You're going to be CMO, you know, and but you're going to do it under your terms. And you're going to bring other people up. And if, if that culture is so rigid and decided that this is the way it is and it's, it's hurting your soul, like by all means get out. Right. But it's, it's really sort of playing with that and being like, okay, is this just because this is all I see 
this is all that's right in front of me? Or is it because it's like really, really, it's like actually true, you know? Absolutely. Just being yeah. willing, right? To explore and see. Yeah. And I was over here writing down. I don't know if you saw me looking over here, but I always have my pen with me. I was, I was writing down 15 minute ally meeting. I was like, you know, I'm going to start having little meetings. I'm going to be like, okay, let's have a 15. Let's, let's all talk the time. Minutes. I'm going to talk to different people. Like, hey, do you have 15 minutes? Let's, let's chat. Yep. There you go. That is it. We've got got some people here in the comments. um, Just so you're aware, people are listening and they're like, congratulations. They want that win, all the other stuff. So a lot of people resonate with what you're doing because I don't think that enough people put emphasis on how to effectively make it to the top. All they talk about is get there, get there, get there, not how to effectively do it. So Um, When you were writing this book, what were some challenges that you came against or some wins that you could share with us? And are you talking about the book writing process or the actual coaching process? The (laughs) the book writing because... Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, I can tell you because there were some challenges. (laughs) So here's the biggest one. The biggest one is that, you know, you have a podcast, we have these podcasts, essentially, we're creating a body of work, right? And especially if it's a, well, even if it's an interview podcast, you're creating a book, right? Like there's words and things and ideas are happening. And there tends to be themes and all of these great things. So I was getting all of this, like, Stacy, write a book, your your book is already written, like people would tell me that. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? You know, and your book is written and your podcast is so great. And your work is so powerful. And you need to write a book, your book is already written. And I was like, And I actually said this to my husband one day, well, if it was already written, wouldn't it be written? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, why is it in my hand? (laughs) Exactly. And this was after I had made the decision to write a book, right? So I'm on board with writing a book, but it was really hard to get started. And then this amazing thing happened is actually my husband just he's amazing. He just was like, okay, let's talk about that. Right. Like that's like a trigger in you clearly something's going on there. And we talked about it and he's like, I no, it actually is already written. Like you, you do realize that. Right. And I was like, and, um, (laughs) it was one simple shift. I went from writing a book to collecting a book. Mm. And in that moment, I changed that in my head. And this is the power of our brains. It's so amazing. If we can just like do something that works for us, flip that switch, make it work for us. And for a lot of women, 15 minute ally meetings make sense for them. Right. But networking doesn't. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're flipping that switch. So I flip that switch instantaneously in my brain to collect the book instead of write it. And I had that book written in four months. I was Ooh. done. I collected it. It's like my whole creativity stream turned on. I was like looking at notes from different episodes. I was pulling things together. I was titling chapters. I was doing outlines. It was like, I couldn't stop. But all it was, was a language shift, but it was also like an identity shift or something. It just came over me and I got it. And then everything else clicked into place. Wow. 
Is that how you're going to do the second one or you already have <laughs> yeah, well, all of it? Okay. Yeah. To be that, to be fair, it's, that's exactly it. I started shifting what I'm sharing on my podcast and I'm talking more about this idea of authentic power and mm-hmm. how we can sustain ourselves at the executive suite and the work that really matters for women and what this um, idea of ch- what businesses would need to look like if we started to change businesses from the inside out. And so I'm experimenting yeah. by literally podcast episode after podcast episode. That's fascinating. I think that, I think that's awesome because it's fascinating that you could, you, you talk about the subject that you want to write about and by talking about it, you're, you're building your content for your book. Exactly. Exactly. I never thought of it that way. I mean, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then you have to kind of get over that hurdle of, like I said, like this word writing was feeling very daunting. And so then, you know, so it's like, it's like, you know, each step of the way, and this is what I always, um, when I talk work with women is I'm asking them like that thought might be true, but is it useful? Right. And so, you know, it could be true that in order to become an L eight or an L nine, like you have to do these things like that could be true. Like Mm -hmm. totally like, or, and if we keep fixating on that, the thing that you really don't want to be doing, well, we're certainly never going to get there, you know? So it's also not useful. Yeah. Right. And so, yes, I'm writing a book, but writing wasn't getting me there. Collecting did right. Mm. Yes. What we're essentially doing with 50, I mean, let me tell you a secret. 15 minute ally meetings is playing politics. (laughs) It is 15. Even when you described it, when you were like, I'm going to start doing that. Why would you even do that? Because you want something, right? Like you're doing it. And even if that something is to build relationships, you want something, right? Like we don't, we, we don't have a ton of time. Like we don't waste our time. Right. So, but play saying I'm playing politics. I'm playing politics. Doesn't work for me. I'm not going to do it. If I'm telling myself that story, if I tell myself I'm building relationships one 15 minutes at a time, I'm like, I do it. Yeah. So it's so fun. I love our brains and, and, you know, and just like what motivates us. Yeah. It's all in the way you think of it. It's definitely a paradigm in the way that your, your mind, how, how you look at it and it's a narrative. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that the narrative ties into a book because you could tell a love story and it's the same love story right i mean mm-hmm. i you know i just picked love story it's the thing that came to my mind you could tell the same love story and it all has a different ending but it's the same story mm-hmm. and people don't even realize it oh yeah i mean well, how many you times know, disney right like every yeah, movie i was getting ready to say you know? i was like, getting ready to say how many times has cinderella been retold Exactly. Well, and you know, and also on your podcast and these great conversations that you're having, you know, I bet you every interview that you have is so different, right? Every person who writes a book, their story, everything is so different, but we all just wrote a book. Like that's it. We just told a story, but if there's just the world is so open to us, everything is going to be different. There's all these nuances, same way with getting promoted. It's the exact same thing. And I think that we're thinking that a promotion or corporate ladder and all these things is one way. Mm -hmm. It is so not one way. It is never one way. 
I mean, I would even, you know, it's like even not having been in the military, looking at it from the outside in, I said, oh yeah, that's, I bet that's how it is. I bet that it's how it is across the board, you know, and I like believe you, right? But once I got in, and actually that's advice that I give, you know, people who are working with corporate women and, and leaders, corporate leaders in general, it's like, don't believe them. Like, cause they're, they're going to be very convincing. They're going to say, you know, my boss actually just doesn't like me. I cannot get promoted here. I actually can't. No, Stacy, I cannot. I cannot get promoted here. I have tried everything. And so I just like, you know, I like I investigate first and believe later. Right. I often yeah. move on and I often am like, you know what? You need to get the heck out of there. You are. You're right. You're right. But I investigate first. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was just sitting here. I was like, you know what? I can guarantee that I've said that exact phrase. They just do not like me. <laughs> But then going back and looking at it, I was like, well, and, I bet and, it was you just know, my mindset. But not even, like, it's like, but so with some women, I'm like, oh my gosh, he actually doesn't. <laughs> no, like, I'm like, you're right, actually. And and that does happen. Yes, and it, it does. Is. Like, we are very intuitive people, mm. right? Yeah. We get it. No, actually, he doesn't like you. But that, you know, it's like now we can like, okay, but, but just because he doesn't like me and maybe it doesn't matter because if he's not the decision maker, like maybe his boss is, yeah. you know, not my boss, right? Maybe it's this person. Right. So, yeah. so it's like, sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, he doesn't like you, but that doesn't matter. Right. Or this other group at your organization might be a better fit anyway. Cause yeah. you're right. He doesn't, he seems to be very antagonistic. If he's putting you down every single meeting, if doing these microaggressions, right. Then yeah, maybe we don't even want to work from him for him. I don't even care if he doesn't like you. <laughs> like you just yeah. want to get out. You don't want to be right? there anyways. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. Like we don't need to fight that battle, but, um, <laughs> but it's like, it's really sort of like, does that mean you can't get promoted? Absolutely not. Because there are so many opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, I, you, Stacey, you are funny. Like, I'm so looking forward to listening to your podcast and cracking up. But if you had one piece of advice that you were going to give a woman who's, or anybody, honestly, because I think that a lot of this could transcend. I was just adding your links to the chat here. So if anybody oh, wanted you. to go check out your stuff, um, if, because a lot of things can transcend from women to men. Um, oh, yeah. But if you had a piece of advice that that would be your your go to piece, because everybody has that one chunk, you know, um, that one thing that means the most to them, I guess, or the one thing that they feel is detrimental to clients or just audience mm -hmm. members, what would be that one piece of advice that you would give? Yeah. So I actually, this is chapter one. I think it's partially in the introduction. It's like, I'm just right out of the gate. If you could do one thing, literally one thing for anybody listening to, if you want to get promoted, only one thing, understand that a promotion is not a reward for your hard work. A promotion is not a reward. It's not something that happens to you because you're head down doing a great job. And as an individual contributor, right, a person that has to deliver a product and is measured by their outcomes, at some point, if you transition that into leadership, 
it is no longer a reward, right? So that's what happens to people at that director level is that they're still operating on that mindset of like, I did the work, I wait for my performance review, I will be rewarded. And then they show up at the performance review and then, and then they don't get promoted. Or they do get promoted, but then now they have taken all their hard work, but it just happens to be at a VP level. And then now they're even like struggling even more to survive, right? But if you understand that a promotion is not a reward for your hard work, like if you really believe that, what do you do? You build relationships year round. Six months before your performance review, you have a conversation with your boss about whether or not you're going to be promoted in six months. You make sure that you understand what it's going to take specifically to get there. You understand who the actual influencers are in your organization and you build relationships accordingly, right? You're actively engaging in um, visionary, more strategic conversations instead of just about your hard work and your output and how many, you know, it's like your numbers and everything, all the details, right? You're talking more broader, like about your leadership. You're actually... Um, communicating your ambition, your expectation, but from a standpoint of, I want to stay at this company for a very long time, right? Not like, give me, give me, give me, but more like I'm committed to you. Yeah, I am committed to making a difference here. So I'm going to talk to you year round about my promotion. I'm not going to wait. And um, when, if you can just even just have that, you'll start to create that promotion blueprint for yourself. You'll carve out that path. You'll buy a book like promotions made easy. You'll start to think about, huh, what can I do to control this? Right. Versus just wait and see. And, and, and here's the irony executives. If you just like gave a de definition, would you ever say executive leader defined as a wait and see person? Oh God, no. <laughs> so you're also learning how to be a better executive. Mm -hmm. Because executive leaders, once you get to that C-suite, you can no longer be a wait and see person. You have to be a decision maker. You have to be a person who does have those bold conversations. So we learn how, and then my program, as you put down here, is called Executive Ahead of Time. We learn how to become that executive mm -hmm. by advocating for our own career. Yeah. I, I think it, I love what you said. You don't just you take it as a reward because you put your head down and you work. Mm -hmm. I think that if you are looking to move up in a company and get into that C-suite, it has to be an investment, not only in mm -hmm. yourself, but you have to invest in that company mm -hmm. by, yeah. by showing them that you're willing to invest in the company, invest in the people in the company by getting to know them, getting to know the business of the company inside and out. How is, how are you going to make the company better, right? That's so important. It's not a lot of people, like you were saying, they, it's all about you, you, you. Yes, get promoted. That's important for you, your career, your family, your life. But, you know, I was always taught, it, give more than you take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I love that advice. I think it's super super important. And I love it. And, and I um, actually, I have a vision and, and, you know, and I'm glad that you, um, that you left and you made this career shift and you start, you know, you have this podcast and everything else that I'm sure you're doing amazing work in, in your life. And I also have this beautiful vision of you as an L nine, totally kicking butt and changing the military, like for real, yo, like I could see, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
Right? I, like, I would have laughed a lot. I would have been called the laughing chief if I would have good, made it. <laughs> good. Do we need do we need the laughing chief? I mean, for we, real. We would have. Yeah, we would have. You we know, definitely can the would've. military use a little more laughing chief CJ? Like, you know, seriously. we, we, I had a great one. We had a, um, my husband said he looked like Raiden from, um, what is it? Mortal Kombat. And he laughed <laughs> all the time. And I was like, I want to be like that guy because he was so laid back and he was awesome. But I just didn't have, like, I was like, I don't know how to have the charisma he has because by that time in my career, I was at E7 and I was already so around the twist with, Oh, rage yeah. and like i said i don't <laughs> I even like, fault you for leaving but i also still have the vision yeah. of what's possible right yeah. like i you know and it's just everybody belongs in the c-suite i i did a um post on my instagram just the other day about how i was like there's no redheads in the c-suite there's no people with pink hair does that mean <laughs> that we can't be there no, but we do have to like, you know, let's play politics on our terms, right? Yeah. Like we, that doesn't mean that we're just going to like bulldoze our way and be like, you know, accept me, but, um, but yeah, accept me. <laughs> and I'm also understand <laughs> right? politics and I'm really great at my job. You know, yeah, so. absolutely. I'm it's looking forward. Cool. I'm looking forward to reading your book because even though, you know, I, I do my own thing now, so I don't have to, I mean, obviously I don't seek promotion in my business for myself. I seek the promotion in what I do, my books right, and my podcast and my magazine within the world. Yes. You know, so it's going to be a great read. And but I have learned all of this stuff myself, right? Like it's all my own experience as an entrepreneur, right? So it's, you know, of course it's all firsthand and applicable. It's, it's super interesting because I think that, it's not just for the person within the corporation, but I think entrepreneurs need to read it too, because I'm sitting here and I'm not going to a boss going, Oh, am I going to get a raise or a promotion? I'm doing that for myself. And I can only do that if I learn how to have those 15 minute ally meetings with collaborators, other podcasters, other magazine owners, people that yeah. could invest in my magazine, those type of things. So I think it's super important that you never stop growing or never stop moving up. But other than, um, cause I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're in California with that beautiful glow, <laughs> but um, we're over here on the, the mid, I almost said Midwest. We're in the South. <laughs> oh my goodness. Where am I at again? Okay. Um, what other projects do you have other than the second book that you'll be writing? <laughs> so yeah, you, you know, we've covered most of it here. It's pretty simple. Promotions made easy, um, maximize your career, which is my podcast. That's a pretty big pod project. And then in terms of getting women promoted to the C-suite, I do that in two different ways. I have a program called Executive Ahead of Time, and that really gives you this step-by-step -step process and you get weekly coaching from me. And then I also have a more advanced program that's this um, authentic power executive coaching and really sort of how do we break the rules and bring our whole self to that executive leadership table. So um, those are the two things that keep me busy besides all the other family things and such. <laughs> right. We don't ever get to just work. We get to have to do all the other stuff as well. 
Yep. So where can people reach you? I put it here in the comments, but mm -hmm. the people that are going to listen to the podcast tomorrow, um, yep. if you can say those links or the at least one of the links where they can find everything. Yeah. So the easiest way is to go to stacymayer.com slash resources. And then you'll get free downloads, assessments, a link to my book, a link to my podcast, all of those great things. So stacymayer.com slash resources. And um, yeah, and then definitely drop me a note if you if you found me on this podcast and let me know and say hi. I love it. I still I'm, I still check all of my DMs and messages myself. <laughs> And that's S-T-A-C-Y-M-A-Y-E-R.com. Yep. Because I know Stacy is spelled a million and one ways. Mayor, it's not the mayor of your city. It's exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. So hey, we've come to the point in the show where we turn it into the Stacy Mayor show. And <laughs> I take myself off screen, me and my pink hair. Uh, and I give you the two minutes to talk about anything that we did not cover in the last 43 minutes. I didn't even realize it's been 43 minutes. I feel like we just started because I'm having so much fun. And I allow you to just take it away and talk about all those things so if you're ready uh, i'll see you in a few minutes stacy <laughs> all right there you go oh thank you so much this has so been so wonderful so i think what i would like to leave you with is the idea that promotions are easy we just haven't been taught how to actually get that promotion so inside of my book, I talk about this three-step process, basically how do we get ourselves out of the weeds? How do we learn how to be that executive level thinker? How do we communicate in a visionary, more strategic way? How do we believe in our 3X vision? That's step number two. So we really understand where we're headed, how we're going to get there, what we want to do, you know, own our C-suite abilities and really understand, okay, if we're going to get ourselves out of the weeds, what are we going to do instead? And then the third piece is these 15 minute ally meetings. And many of us have never been taught how to manage up, how to build those relationships in a feminine way. And as we talked about on today's episode, I um, shared that our role models are not the people often that we want to emulate. And so it can feel like that is the way. But not only is the corporate climate shifting, not only are things changing in the world and a new path is being paved right before us, but if you follow these steps, if you really bring yourself and do it in a feminine way in a way that is really true to yourself, then not only are you going to get yourself that title, that higher pay, you're going to be more valuable to your organization, but you're going to enjoy yourself in the process. So definitely check out Promotions Made Easy. It's a fantastic, it's a quick read. You read it in a weekend, you get the steps and it's very actionable. You can implement them like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to notice the rewards coming your way right away. So thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. I can't hear you. I do that every single time. You'd think <laughs> that I would learn by now. I must be hard-headed. Anyways, thank you for coming on. I've had a great time. Thanks for sharing that wonderful book and all the things that you talked about today because they're super important. They're there's this space 
that needs to be filled and you're filling it, Stacy. And I think that more people need to fill those open spaces that are out there that just are not being filled in our universe, basically. So I appreciate what you shared with us today. I appreciate the space that you're filling and helping so many women fill those gaps that are open in those corporate ladders that they didn't know how to get up those steps. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you as well. Awesome, guys. Don't forget to come back each week and watch us either live or on the podcast right here on Facebook. You can ask Siri or Alexa. Yep, she's on. She's listening. Uh, to play our latest episode, head to the website, catch our latest issue of the magazine. It came out in January 1st, and we have a new issue coming out April 4th. Deadline for submission for any articles, poetry, or to have your book reviewed is the 1st of March. We want to continue making authors' dreams come true by providing them a platform to shine. We'll see you guys next time. If you appreciate conversations like we do and want to become a better speaker, visit our friends Brendan and Vomsey at mastertalk.ca where they teach you how to use the power of your voice don't forget stay awake with a nice cup of coffee from third day coffee seguin the best cup of coffee this side of heaven that's at thirddaycoffeeseguin.com until next time my friends i'm cj that's stacy go read her book and write on bye stacy we'll see you later bye everybody bye. thank you Ah, I did press the button. The Author's Court is a certified veteran-hosted podcast. Show your support. Tune in, share, and subscribe.